Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Before we begin, I want to remind you about our ad-free option. Go to It's a Good Life on the Apple Podcast app. You'll see a banner under the logo to remove ads and unlock early access to episodes. It's just five bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. Either way, continue listening to It's a Good Life, and here's our man, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you. You are in for a real treat today. Our guest today is a great friend of mine coming to us live from Dublin, Ireland today. He is the greatest brand guy I know. And to back that up, his company, Dead Reckoning, is actually Buffini Company is a customer of theirs. If you are new to the podcast, you probably heard about us because of Dead Reckoning. Kevin Keenan is a brilliant man, brilliant mind. He knows more about branding than anyone I know. If you've heard of drinks like White Claw or Jameson Whiskey, it's because of this man. For 30 years, he's been helping with some of the biggest companies and brands around the world. And today, he's here to share with you how you can build your own unbreakable brand. Kevin Keenan, welcome to the It's a Good Life podcast, pal. Thanks, Brian. You've been working on it for a couple of years. Now you're a guest. Who knew? Well, what an intro. I've, I've made it now. I've, I've spent two years trying to wangle my way on, <laughs> and here I am. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's the best. And I'm very excited. And I think in the world we live in today, we have lots of examples of brands gone wrong. We have lots of examples of people doing it the wrong way. So many people struggle with this. Everyone with a phone is an influencer. There's so much noise. There's so much talk. And uh, so many people are struggling. And people who are actually working hard, have a nice product or service, want to promote themselves, want to promote their business, are just struggling. And they feel like, hang on a second here, I don't have White Claw's budget. I don't have Jameis's budget. How in the world can they do it? So before we dive in, give them a little background. Sure. Where you're from and how did you get into this lark? Well, I grew up in a little town outside of Dublin, although it's a bigger town now and it's getting swallowed up by Dublin. Um, and I suppose I was always a creative kid, drawing and all that kind of, kind of stuff, which I was discouraged, about, uh, discouraged from doing initially until my folks realised, oh, he can't do much else. God bless him. He, we, we'll, we'll help him along, make a living out of this thing. But um, so I ended up going to art college to become a, a graphic designer. Actually, I think they called it visual communications back then. And once I left there, I got into you know, corporate design, marketing, advertising, all the different parts of, of that industry. And I suppose I, I was lucky now that I ended up started working for a lot of the biggest agencies in the world uh, owned by the Madison Avenue guys like McCann Erickson and TBWA and stuff like that. Um, and it just opened the door for working on big global brands like, I don't know, McDonald's, Audi, uh, a lot of big banks and slowly but surely ended up in kind of drinks brands like Jemison and White Claw and Budweiser and Heineken, all these guys. Well, you know. Irish people should stick to what we know best, right? And so horses. That's it. I've done a lot of research. <laughs> horses and bills. <laughs> and, you know, so you've had this yeah. huge background and then you became an entrepreneur yourself. Talk a little bit about what led you to open up your own business. It's a high stress game, I suppose, working in ad agencies. And I, I think there's only so long you can do it. But really, I think what did it was... You put in a lot of hours and you're working and you kind of find yourself working on someone else's dream or plan or you're off on someone else's adventure. So I just wanted to go on my own. 
uh, that was about, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. And I never looked back, you know. I remember hearing one story you telling me about how you came up with this great program idea and uh, the fella says, your boss says to you, if this doesn't work, you're fired. And when it did work, he took all the credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that like, happens all the time. And so that's why what's great today is we have so many small business owners listening to this show is you're one yourself, but you bring with you working on Audi and working on McDonald's and working on all that stuff and from years and years and years. Sure. So I want to dive right in because there's an awful lot of confusion on what a brand actually is, especially for a small business owner. So let's start with the fundamentals. Yeah. Define what a brand is for us. Like, what is a brand? Well, the best way is to start about what it's not. So I always tell people a brand is not a, is not a logo. Unless it's burnt onto a cow's arse, a brand is not a logo. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> but a, a, lot, a lot of people think, you know, your brand, your Nike tick or any of that stuff is the brand. It's not. It's just a really a signpost to the brand. Um, a lot of people mix up a brand with with their marketing the the way i see it is marketing is like you going out and ask for a date brand your brand is the reason they say yes let's say is the way to think about it the brand is the marriage then more so yeah, what you're yeah exactly the brand it creates the the more meaningful longer relationship with a customer um but to, to say what it is look a lot of people say it's what people think about you is is what a brand is i actually i go one step further it's what they feel about you without thinking when they bypass thinking and they straight away, they feel something about you. That's what a brand is. So, you know, you, you could be buying a car. You could be down the Mercedes garage or whatever, buying a car. And, you you know, the cup holder, the, the electric mirrors, the heated seats or whatever, that might tip you over the edge. But the reason you're in the Mercedes garage is because Mercedes makes you feel a certain way. It's not about getting from A to B. You could buy any car will do that. But this is the one you want. So the reason you're in that dealership and not another dealership is the brand, is the feeling. Like that, there's a reason people you know? pay four hundred dollars for a set of sneakers that cost ten bucks to make, right? Because it has yeah. that swoosh on it, and just do it, and the brand and what that means, and how it ultimately. There's a lot of companies making sneakers. Uh, there's only one Nike, you know. So why should a business owner, right? I'm the small business owner. They're not Nike. They're not able to do that. Why should they even care about their brand? Why, why is it even important? Well, it, it'll make everything easier. It, it'll make it easier to compete uh, be, by differentiating you. It will make it easier for you to grow. Uh, it gives the people a reason to choose you. Um, they become more loyal when they do. And even more forgiving if you make a mistake, actually, if you've got a strong brand. It, it paves the road, really, is what it does. It, it, it makes you feel more like you're pushing on an open door rather than battling against the wind the whole time a brand and and also it'll make it makes it easier for people to tell other people about you if you have your brand whittled down to something simple it's easy for someone else to pass it on um and i know you're all about the referrals so it, it's a tool for referral really oh, here's a great example for me so i remember i was about three years into my business four years in and i was cooking right so i'm working hard i'm generating a lot of referrals getting a lot of recognition for my sales and everything else and I had all of this marketing and all this stuff that I did to promote myself and I finally made a decision I don't know I heard it somewhere at a seminar or something and I took my 10 best customers to lunch and I offered all these cool things I had a, a thing called a perks club and they got all kinds of extra features and benefits all of these cool things and but I said to I, ha I had a room I had a, an office building and I had a room where I set up like a creche and my number one assistant became licensed as a daycare. 
So why? Because I was taking moms out during the day with a couple of young kids and the couple of young kids could stay in our office in a room. So like way over the top for real estate. So I sat down with all my best customers and I, you know, I have a referral directory of best plumbers and painters and roofers. It was a book I published. I did client parties. I did all these things, prop by with gifts. But when I asked them, when you refer me, what do you say to a person? Almost every one of them said, well, I love you. You're a great guy and very honest and hardworking. But I always tell people, yeah, you negotiated a great deal for me. And then someone said, well, I really appreciate your amount of faith. You're this and then the other. But I always tell people you're really good at negotiation. Well, it was 10 for 10 said that. I didn't even know it. I didn't even realize it. And by the way, it was nowhere in my marketing, nowhere in my promotion. And I took that feedback and I changed everything and say, if you hate negotiating, I love it. Let me do it for you. And you know, Brian, that's, that's the best bit. Sorry to cut across you there. That is the best thing to do in the beginning when you're starting with your brand is start with the audience. What do they want? What is the benefit to that audience? Is What's the insight? And by, by insight, I mean, what's the pain point or the thing they're worrying about or how do they feel? And obviously you found that once you looked back to your audience that they didn't want to negotiate and you could do that for them. Well, I know, and we have a fabulous resource we're going to give the folks here today, which is basically when you did the brand analysis of Buffini and Company, you did for us. So this is a great gift you're giving people today, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But, you know, you're 30 years at this. What are the biggest lessons you've learned? What, what are the things that you've seen that just stand out the most on the whole brand area? For branding, I, I think the value it, it can add to your business. So while you're doing business, you can charge more uh, if, for a strong brand. Um, but if you ever go to sell that business, the multiple you're selling for is bigger. Uh, if your brand is strong and, and tight and, and sorted. But while you're getting to that exit, let's say, if, if that's where you're going, it galvanizes your team. Like the brand doesn't just go outwards. It also comes inwards and it can galvanize your team around th- where you're trying to go to and the ideas that, that you're trying to get across. It gives them direction and gives them pride. And, you know, basically you're all rowing in the same direction, going for the same goal. Well, I'll give an example because you recently did a branding exercise for Buffini Company, and I'm going to jump in on this. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but, you know, you came up with all of what we do. You you interviewed all our customers. You came to events. You interviewed our staff. You flew your team over to Ireland multiple times, and then you came up with this Buffini coaching. We got you. You know, I've shared that on the podcast here multiple times. Now I'm sharing. People think I'm brilliant. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Talk to people about that exact process, if you would. Where that came from? Well, I suppose it came from, from two things, the, an audience insight and a market insight. So by, at the time when we were working on this, the market was beginning to change. The good times were, the clouds were gathering, you know. Um, so, and so that was the market insight. And then I suppose the audience insight or the, 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 the target audience, how, how they felt, they were getting worried. And they were looking for somebody you know, they were looking for somebody to shepherd them through uh, what was coming over the next few years. High interest rates, change in the market. Yeah. And, and then I suppose the third prong of that was what Buffini Company offers. The First of all, they have a vast array of be it training or coaching or resources you can use. But the one thread that ties all of that stuff together is this reassuring, hang on a second, whatever it is, we've got you. You wanna you wanna make a profit in a tough market? We've got you. You know you want you want this? Well, we've got you. We've got that. 
So it, it works. To give you feedback on it. So I had an event a couple of weeks ago in Arizona and I had my staff all in their blue shirts in the back of the room. And I put up the seven biggest problems that the audience was facing. And it was high interest rates. And then the, my staff in the back going, we got you. And it was <laughs> right. low inventory. We got you. My pipeline's empty. We got you. I love it. I'm feeling insecure. We got. And when I finished, the audience erupted in applause. And it was the greatest opportunity you'd ever have for that kind of feedback on a brand. Yeah. Because the visceral feeling was they felt the actual words and the brand in person. And it was, they, they just applauded spontaneously. That's great. And look, the, the lovely thing about that we've got you thought is that you guys back it up. Um, if you've got all the proof points behind your just do it or your we've got you, if you've got the proof points behind that and you can live that, that just makes it so much stronger. You know, And this is really the essence of why I have you here today, Kevin. I think the majority of people listening to us today really do a good job. They really are into providing the service they provide. They want to serve their customers. They want to do a good job. But they're kind of the best thing nobody knows about. They're all steak, very little sizzle. And then when they try to get into the marketing world, it's almost like, well, they feel almost behind. And there's people out there who are great at promoting themselves. So they're all sizzle and no steak. And I think the majority of people don't realize that that missing piece is this fabulous brand and how to promote it and how to connect with it. I think it's always more instructive to figure out how not to do it. So let's talk about branding gone bad. We have had lots of giggles over the years, and there's some very public examples of branding gone bad in the marketplace today. But uh, let's talk about why does it go bad? How can somebody mess it up? There's a few ways. Well, there's a lot of ways. But the few main ways really are people forget their audience or they forget what's good about their product or service or worse, they forget who they are, let's say, or what they stand for and their values and all that kind of stuff. So if you take forget your audience, for example, um, and I'm not going to get into the story around this, but Bud Light forgot who their audience were, who they were talking to, and they went completely off piste and when they didn't need to, and they've just wiped six billion off their uh, value, off their brand's value. And it's just forgetting 101. Who, who are you talking to and who's your audience? What do they want to hear? Why, wh- why are they involved in your brand? They forgot that. And if you, if you walked around the issue, which I, I, I'm not interested in getting into it, but if you walk around the issue, it was, it was like an, a marketer trying to be cool, right? And it's like, here comes a trend. Here comes some. And it's just, you got to be yourself. You know, it's easy. You know, the emperor's new clothes, that's the marketing business. That's the branding business these days. And everybody's coming out, oh, this person's getting a lot of clicks or a lot of likes or this has gone viral or whatever else, or I want to look cool. And sometimes these big ad agencies, they're more interested in winning awards than they are selling products. You know, we've all seen the commercial. Or selling you a new idea. It's like, great commercial. I forgot what it sold, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Budweiser is about cool beachwood aged refreshment or whatever the, the language is. They don't need to go into representing minority groups or whatever they think they need to, because somebody's bored and they throw out a new brief or whatever. But then I suppose then forgetting your product, actually, which they also did. But I was looking, I was looking at uh, Burger King closing down 400 restaurants in the last year. And I think it's because they forgot their product. They are just like the Beechwood aged beer. 
they are about flame grilled burgers, but they have this kind of weird plastic masked king guy going around. And I think they've taken their eye off the ball of why people want to go there. And now they're closing down restaurants. So that's forgetting your product, I suppose. And to me, see, what I think happened there is that strange king looking character was a reaction to McDonald, Ronald McDonald. Because Ronald yeah. McDonald's become the face of McDonald's for their charity work, right? It's mm-hmm. a kid's charity. And it's kids' meals is the horse that McDonald's rides in on. And I think the reason you forget your audience and you forget your product is you get focused on your competition and you start competing with your competition instead of competing for your customer, your existing customer, your previous customer, and your new customer. And ultimately, you forget who you are, right? Yes, you do. And... I suppose a really good example of this, and I'm trying to think of good American brands and the best, one of the best being Coke, uh, Coca-Cola. They launched, I don't know if you remember this, New Coke back in the 80s. And they changed the recipe, called it New Coke, all this. People loved that brand so much and it meant so much at the time. Um, people were losing their minds. They, they, were, they were getting thousands of calls a day people crying on the phone. They had to hire psychologists to talk them down, you know, at the time. And they quickly just pulled the whole thing. Well, I'm going to tell you a yarn here that you are going to think I am lying out my teeth. My sister Louise was a masseuse in Dublin for years at the Gresham Hotel. And the Gresham, as you would know, that all the famous people from overseas and everything else came and stayed at the Gresham. It was the first spa in Ireland, okay? So whether Bruce Springsteen, you 2 came every week, all the people who came in, actors, whoever came in, they went to see Louise Buffini. Well, the chairman of Coca-Cola, who was, by the way, had Irish family, he actually built the Epic Museum in Dublin. He had just retired, and he was in Dublin getting a massage at my sister. And how are you doing? Well, I'm doing, doing so great. And Louise, of course, gets into it. My sister, you know, the Buffinis, we believe you're entitled to your opinion. She goes, what are you doing with this Coca-Cola thing? And he goes, I know, I know, it's a disaster. And then he said the words to her. He goes, our product is a classic. And what we've done is we've conformed to the culture. And she goes, and she starts saying, well, why did you tell people that? I kid you not. He went back from his own words and went back to Coca-Cola and said, we have a classic product. We need to promote it that way. And that's classic Coke and this and any other new Coca-Cola classic. Yeah. yeah, And it went out the window. Wow. I kid you not. She didn't invoice enough for that massage. Well, here's the thing. He said it. (laughs) She just reaffirmed, you're right, you know. But we all need that. We all need that from time to time. That's why consultancy helps. Here it is like, I'm a pretty good marketing guy. I'm a pretty good promoter. Why do I employ dead reckoning for the past few years? Is because with every good coach, you're able to see things that I can't see. That's the thing. You're able to notice things that I can't notice. And some of it is, who's my audience? What's our product? What are we good at? Because it's easy to forget what you're good at and it's easy to miss what you've drifted into. You end up not being able to see the wood for the trees a little bit because you get stuck in the day to day. You're working hard. You're doing your thing. And you, you don't have the luxury that I have where I can come up above and look down over it. So what does it look like? We've given the cautionary tales and God bless Bud Light and Burger King. What does it look like when it's done well? Oh, there's, there's, there's loads of good examples one of my favorites really is personal automatic do they, i don't know if they have it over there it's like tide you guys have tide it's a washing powder for your clothes but like it, all all washing powders sold from one angle which was 
this will get the dirt out of your clothes now and don't worry your whites will be white again and it was it was the the worry of getting the dirt out so these guys were like hang on a minute the dirt goes in 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 the first place because you're living your life and you're having fun and you're cooking with the kids or playing football so hang on dirt is good was the name of the the campaign so what they did instead of trying to remove the worry or play on the worry of getting the dirt out they removed the worry of putting the dirt in in the first place and gave everyone permission to have as much fun as they want live the good life (laughs) so so i love that simple switch they're still selling the same box of powder everyone else is but their whole take on it is no no guys go get dirty that's good we'll be here for you when you get back for getting dirty you know so that, that was a lovely one for your audience, you know. So And that was just remembering your audience who are mothers and fathers who, you know, uh, have enough people telling them what they should be doing and let's, let's tell them go do what they want, you know. But then I suppose, trying to think of another one, the, the burger, burger King version. So I don't know if you've got five guys over there or what's the one in California? In and out. These guys concentrate on the burger and... When you go into the restaurant, even there's very little in there. It's just about the burger and the brand becomes that's my favorite burger. And you feel viscerally uh, strong about, well, no, no, that, that's the burger I like. And they they stick to their knitting, as we say over here. Their fries are a big deal. Hey, we, we sell fresh fries, not frozen fries. So every store, the lad that puts the big potatoes into the machine and cranks them down into fries, every store has a big window. So when you go through the drive-through, or if you're in a restaurant, the most prominent person in an In-N-Out is the fella making the potatoes, who's squishing them down into fries. He's always got big arms, right? He's hammering down, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and they are who they are. And you know, people people come to California and they get off the plane and they go for an In-N-Out burger, you know, straight to them. But that's the thing about keeping it simple and showing, like we talked about forgetting who you are, and I, I think people try and get too clever about marketing. And sometimes it's about uncovering all these layers of creative fellas trying to sell you stuff from their shed in Ireland. Let's jump into another example here. Sure. The man I'm talking to is the reason why I'm on the Good Life podcast today and not the Brian Buffini show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So talk to the folks. I've got this lovely logo behind me. It's beautiful. Talk to me about why is it not Brian Buffini? Why did I get axed and why is the Good Life in? Well, one of the reasons, sorry, Brian, but... Everyone knows what the good life means to them. And uh, that that brand can grow because it does what it says on the tin. Whereas having your name, sorry, Brian Buffini, is, is one layer in between you and what you're trying to listen to this podcast for. So that was one of the reasons. There was, there was lots of little reasons. I'm famous in the real estate business, exactly. but I wasn't well so known outside of it. We had decided to to reach out to more people, a wider audience and all that kind of stuff. And we thought, okay, well, well Brian pulls, pulls a lot of weight in the real estate industry. But if we're going beyond that, let's remove a layer f- from what they need to understand and tell them what this podcast is about in its title. So here's an example. I've, I've mentioned two brands today. My brand to It's a Good Life. Buffini and Company to Buffini Coaching, we got you. As an example of how this magic works. Talk, if you will, for a second how can entrepreneurs create and build their own brand? Maybe someone listening is big enough to be able to go and approach Dead Reckoning and, and Kevin Keenan. And if you're interested in that, we're, we're here for you. Sure. Go to deadreckoning.ie. But um, 
Yeah, but how can how can an, an average ordinary person who's trying to get it going here, how can they create and build their brand? I have sent you guys a little template, a lexicon, and a lexicon being the language of you on the map of you and who you are and your brand blueprint on one page. Um, if you go to that and literally follow the headings on that. So it, like I said, it always starts with your audience. Who are they? How are they feeling uh, with around about the world around them, let's say? And what is the benefit you can supply them? What's the benefit to that audience for de- of dealing with you? Um, what pain points can you remove for them? Um, you know, what dragons can you slay basically in the market for them? Um, so start with your audience in mind. And I, I do recommend writing this down and having your, having something that you go, right, that's the yardstick for for who are who we are as a brand. Um, the second thing I would do is look really carefully at your product or your service. What are the points of difference? How do you do it differently? You know, if if everyone's... If there's five guys selling houses uh, in your area, how do you do it differently? It could be as simple as we respond to your emails within five minutes or, or whatever it is. Well, what are the actual points of difference that you're uh, proud of? And how do you prove that every day? Can you prove that? What, what are the proof points? So that, that's on your product or your service. When you, Once you've got them, then it's about living them every day. Um, and then I suppose... It's about you, who you are, uh, be it a company or a one-man band, whatever it is. What are your values and therefore what's your personality? So I value X, therefore I act Y. If you have three or four of those uh, characteristics, that's you sorted. You stick to those. And less is more on this stuff. The simpler and shorter you can make it, the better. And I always then have a, in the middle of that little form is, is your mantra. Uh, what what do you say to yourself in the mirror every morning about wh- what are you going to deliver today or how are you going to perform today? What is that? And that can end up being your tagline, your just do it or your we've got you or whatever. Um, but the, the circles around that are a good way to get to that. So to recap, it's the benefit to the audience. It's your values and personality, points of difference, your target and insight, your promise, your proof, and then the mantra in the middle. And so for those of you listening, Kevin's done you a solid. Here's what he and the folks of Dead Reckoning have put together. They've got this brand lexicon sample template, which actually has the questions in each one of these categories I just wrote out. And then we've given you a blank one for you to be able to do the exercise. So if you go to itsagoodlife.com, which Kevin and his team created for us, itsagoodlife.com, go into resources, and then click on that, you'll see the brand lexicon sample template, and then a way to actually go do the exercise yourself. It's absolute goldmine. It's changed my business. You guys have more than tripled our audience since you got involved with the podcast. The quality of the people listening, the feedback we've gotten, the brand work with Buffini and Company has been extraordinary. I'm all in on Kevin Keenan and Dead Reckoning. They've done a marvelous job. In fact, for those of you who are interested, Kevin... And the other two lads in Dead Reckoning, we have J.M. LaRue and Jamie Hickey, who's uh, the master of the dark arts. Uh, He's the social media guru. I've asked them to come for our leadership conference. And we're going to do our leadership conference in Austin, Texas this year on September 8th and 9th. And if you're interested in learning about how to build a brand, a digital brand, 
and then how to bring it to the marketplace. The lads are going to come and do a live session, a Q&A, and also we're going to bring these resources to light. So there's going to be some big players there. We've got people coming. It's going to be a fantastic event. We've got Lisa Bodell speaking. We have a two-time Olympic winning coach uh, who's coming. We have um, CEOs from some of the major brands in the world are going to be there. We have leaders coming from all over North America. So if you're interested in the leadership conference, we have our teams, people coming. We're going to put people in groups and brainstorm and network. So you'll have peer groups at lunch both days. It's a brilliant, brilliant event. And there's a couple hundred seats left for that. So if you're interested in attending the event in Austin, the leadership conference, you go to itsagoodlife.com slash TLC. That's itsagoodlife.com slash TLC. And so I know we have a couple hundred seats left. Love to see you there. It's going to be a fantastic time. And Kevo and his team are going to be there. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And with the other guys with me, we will be touching more on how to get your brand out there, how to target people, how, how to, you know, navigate the digital uh, media space with your brand. So we, we'll build on what we talked about today. You never thought you'd be in the speaking side of things, did you, Mr. Keenan? So, no, I certainly didn't. You know, well, there it is, right? One hand washes the other, both hands wash the face. Kevo, there's five questions I've asked all the guests I've had. I might as well do it to you. I've no doubt we'll get some interesting answers from you today. So let's start with this. Number one, what's the single best piece of advice you've been given? Uh, do you know what? One of the things I always think of, and it was it was more a reassurance than an advice when I was leaving my, I, I was first leaving the safety of a full-time job and jumping out on my own to start my own thing, was uh, my creative director at the time, Pierce McCaughey was his name, nice guy. And he's, we, we should have been falling out at the time because I was walking out of his company. And he said, don't worry, you won't starve. A guy like you won't starve. And I always, whenever I'm taking a risk or a risk is put in front of me, I always think, do you know what? I'm not going to starve. I, I can do it. That's great. Yeah, gave you the confidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good man. Uh, what one talent or gift do you wish you possessed that you currently don't? <sighs> uh, I'd love, my daughter just got a piano. I'd love to be able to play it. I'd love to walk into a bar or a hotel lobby and, <laughs> you know, a kiss is just a kiss. You know? Yeah. <laughs> As time goes by. <laughs> you know, it's what everybody asks. We all, basically, everyone I have on this show wants to be David Lally. That's basically, you know, they, we all <laughs> yeah. want to be able to sing in front of people and perform and play That's an what instrument. Said. Yeah. What book has been most instrumental in your life? Um, do you know what? I've read a lot of books about business and all that good stuff. But actually, it was a book Dave Lally gave, gave me when I was about 19 or 20 called On the Road, Jack Kerouac. Wow. And it just... It changed, I think it changed the trajectory uh, a bit in that it just opened up a whole world of adventure, you know? Yeah, well, that's great. And if you guys hear our producer, Dave Lally's name, keep coming up. He's the connection point with me and Kevin and introduced me years ago. And I thought, I actually, because Lally's so crazy, I thought, there's no way this guy could live up to the hype. But <laughs> apparently he got you on the road more ways than one. What movie have you watched over and over again? Or if it's on and you're scrolling the channels, you stop. What one would that be? I would say Lawrence of Arabia. Come on, uh, of course. Oh, I, I just love it. The epicness. And I, I actually, I lived in Arabia for a while. And yeah, just like that other world, uh, old school stuff, you know? Yeah, bit of an explorer. That's great. All right, Kevin Keenan, you renamed the podcast, It's a Good Life. What does the good life mean to you? Um, I suppose for me, when it feels like an adventure, 
it's a good life. And when I can make it feel like an adventure for the people around me, that's uh, the good life for me. That's great stuff. Well, you've made my life better. You've made my company better. You've allowed us to reach an awful lot more people and make their lives better. And your work has tremendous value. I really appreciate you bringing this resource uh, to all the folks here today. This brand, Lexicon, to me, it's, it's thousands of dollars in value. And it's fantastic. And it's awfully kind of you. If you're serious about wanting to build a, a more significant brand, maybe you go and check out Dead Reckoning and go to their website and you can go check out Kevin and his team. If you're serious about wanting to get your brand out there, come and hear Kevin and his team in Austin live and uh, they can talk to you directly about your brand and answer your question on September 8th and 9th. And that should be fantastic. Kevo, you're a treasure. You've been a blessing to me. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's great stuff. And I'm going to pass it over now to our executive producer, Mr. David Lally, who put the two of us together and who's got a word to the wise for all the folks here today. Over to you, Dave. Thanks so much, Brian. What a trip to hear my oldest friend join you on your show today here in California. Congrats, by the way, Kevin. He just launched a brand new gin in the US this week and is apparently already winning awards. You can find it at fourcornersgin.com. Kevin dropped a lot of gold on us today. And to get the resource he mentioned, you can head to itsagoodlife.com. We appreciate that, Kevin. Thanks for the resource. You can also find tickets there for our leadership conference in Austin, Texas this September. Kev and his team will be on the big stage sharing their wisdom, along with other great speakers and, of course, our man Brian Buffini. It'sagoodlife.com slash TLC will get you straight there. In the meantime, here's Brian's mum, Trays. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.